live from the BiffNet Studios World Headquarters in Spring, Texas, it's Barry on Deck. Hosted by former ESPN Houston radio host and stand-up comedian, Barry Laminat. Starring Oliver the Cat. Written by Barry Laminat. Produced by Barry Laminat. Directed by, you guessed it, Barry Laminat. Featuring sports, entertainment, special guests, film sessions, and some drinking. Okay, a lot of drinking. Viewer discretion is advised. And now, here's your host, Barry Laminac. Oh, I love you, damn Barry Deckheads. Oh, welcome to Barry on Deck. I am your host, Barry Laminac. Thank you, guys, for being here. Today is Monday, March 28, 2022. And this, well, this is episode number 448. We are here. We are rolling into a new week. I'm kind of excited about this week. I uh, I got to be honest with you. None of you are going to believe this. Is the mic low again? Really? Oh, this son's a bitch. Why is the why has this been happening to my microphone? Something took place somewhere somehow. I got to fix it. All right, we're going to get it for, worked out. We're we're good. Yep, sounds like you're 10 feet from the mic. There we go. Okay. I don't know why it does that. It's so weird. It used to be fine, and now all of a sudden, this is raggedy. Um, oh, man. That is so strange. Hold on. If I look at... Oh, wow. That's super weird. Okay. Anyways, we'll... Uh, we're gonna we're gonna get the, oh that got louder there didn't it see we'll get this figured out I don't know what the fuck happened to the microphone like all of a sudden the shit changed it might be the damn cat Stephen the weather guy no no it looks like it's peeking out a little bit bringing it back down a little bit is that better right there okay yeah it looks levels look good hey welcome to the show lots to get to I'm excited uh, I was actually on time I was literally sitting around at 155 with nothing to do I was like wow so this is what it's like to get all your shit done. In a, in a decent uh, amount of time. This is pretty crazy. So, uh, I'm hearing echo. All right, we're good. Hey, I guess we got a lot to talk about not sports-related today. <laughs> Thank you, Will Smith. Oh, uh-oh, shit, and I forgot to put it up. Cherry! Thank you for the 100 bits getting the show started. She said, happy Monday. Love you all lurking while I'm working. Well, you just lurk away, sweetheart. I appreciate you. Thank you for the 100 bits. Uh, very much appreciated. Um, by the way, I didn't say thanks to Zilla who followed the program two days ago. We were not on air and Brandon Martinez is our newest subscriber with his prime sub. So thank you guys, uh, for the bits and the subs and everything else. Very much appreciated. We have a whole lot to discuss. Not a lot of it sports related. I mean, we're going to get to some sports. We'll talk a little March madness. The Cougs run comes to an end. So that's that. Alan Denson. Thank you for the 100 bits, my friend. Tell Kathy I said hello. You're better half. Much, much better half. Way better half. Uh, but, yeah, we got a, we got sports headlines, and we'll, we'll talk some other things. Big Baby Davis is probably going to jail for sitting courtside at a Celtics game when he shouldn't have been. We'll get into it. Jared! Thank you for the 100 bits, my friend. Very kind of you. You guys are too kind. We already... Uh, we already got a little, little uh, what is this? You have limited time to earn exclusive emotes. 
the hell was that for? Oh, because we're in a hype train. Holy shit. You guys are ridiculous. Joel, thank you for the 25 bits, buddy. Oh, man, we already in it. Well, let's get to it. Jerry with another 100 bits. Hey, you guys want to see some titties early? I get it. I get it. Yeah, Jerry. Thank you, Sherry. Said, fuck yeah, hype train. Let's go. I mean, you know, I'll show titties. It's whatevs. I'll do it. And uh, and listen. Um, I I well, I guess I can. We'll see. If I if I end up having to show titties, we just we just won't do any uh we won't do any Hello Fresh reads. How about that? <laughs> Shelby, thank you for the 200 bits, sweetie. I appreciate you. Shelby, by the way, greatest deckhead in the history of the world. First in the chat today. I need to figure out how to get that back. I always like doing greatest deckhead in the history of the world. So we got to figure out how to get that back. But I appreciate that. Podge with the 69 bits. Thank you, buddy. Uh, Steven said you're back on the HelloFresh train. Well, I was going to be. But, you know, if you guys are going to make me show titties, then I, I guess I'm not. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe they'll mind. Who knows? I don't know. We'll find out. Uh, but thank you guys for starting the hype trade, man. I appreciate that. What a way to kick off the Monday and kick off a week. That's badass. Thank you, guys. Uh, so let's get to it. I mean, I've tried to stall a little bit to give some folks that maybe you're on Twitter that were wanting to know uh, my thoughts and opinions as a stand-up comedian on what happened. So Ro Pippen said, I'm so confused. Yay, trains and, and titties. No, if we get to level five of a hype train, I show you guys uh, a boob of your choice. You pick left or right or center. Um, I can show you some side boob. I got my my back fat is so big. It looks like I have boobs in the back. Jerry Bow with the four bits. Thank you, buddy. Very much appreciate you, Jerry Bow. Uh, good to see you, man. Hope you guys had a good stream. Hope it uh, popped off accordingly, man. Um, so let's get to it. Let's, uh, let's talk about what happened last night. Oh, snap. Obtakes is hosting with 36 viewers. Now, is this a raid or is this a host? It says raided with 26 viewers. Let's go. Thank you. Obtakes and Jerry bow. I take it, so I see when, I see, this must have been where all these raggedy bitches were at. So I see VB and Chris Reyes and a TDP and Charles. This is why you bitches are tardy. Y'all over there fucking around with Jerry Bow and Aaron Raybolt, getting your titties rubbed. I get it. That's fine, you raggedy hoes. I appreciate the raid, though, Jerry Bow, man. Thank you guys so much. Much appreciated. Um, what's up, Alex Villanueva? What's up, Francisco? Uh, thanks for being here, you guys. Hey, Aaron Rabel, Jerry Bow coming in with a big time raid. That's what's up. That's what's up. Skinny Money said, fuck this guy. Hey, Skinny Money, fuck you too, pal. Don't play that shit. Come in my chat, start talking shit. You don't even know me, homie. You don't even know me. Fuck you gonna come in and talk shit right off the rip. What I'm fucking with Jerry Bow and Aaron Rabel, my dudes. You don't know me, fam. Uh, all right, so let's talk about this thing that happened last night. The slap heard around the world. Oh, my God. Virginia Buttonwee, what the fuck are you doing, fam? VB's trying to see some, some titties. That's all this is. VB. Holy shit, fam. That is huge, my dude. A thousand biddies right off the rip. Donna, thank you for the 15 bits. Jerry Bow, thank you for the 50 bits. Dre, thank you for the 16 bits. Crystal, 
Thank you for the 10 bits, man. You guys are amazing. Look at this raid party. Holy shit, it's slapping season. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Let's go. All right, let's talk about uh, what happened last night. And because a lot of people want to know, like, as a, y'all know, so if you know me, by the way, welcome to the Raiders. If you don't know who I am, my name is Barry Labanac. Uh, I am a fledgling Twitch fuckface, as I like to call it. I spent seven years on ESPN Radio here in Houston, Texas. Uh, I now do this full time along with being a nationally touring stand up comedian. I host a show on CW39 on Saturdays called Houston Sports Show. I also produce it. So there you go. Christy, thank you for the 100 biddies, my friend. She's actually touched one of the nipples you guys are trying to see. So there you go. All right, so let's talk about it. So uh, a lot of folks asking me last night on Twitter, JM Sizzle with the 200 bits. Let's go. Oh, snap. Distinctive view. Who? Is that what that? I feel like that's, we'll just call you distinctive. I, I don't know how to, distinctive, huh? Oh, distinctive, huh? Got it. I'm not, okay, I'm kind of stupid. I can't read. I'm dyslexic. Uh, but distinctive, huh? Thank you for the follow, man. Let's appreciate it. So let's talk about the slap. Let's talk about it. Because as a comic, I feel one way. As a husband, I feel the other. A lot of you that listen to me on the radio know there was one thing, one topic that was absolutely off limits with me. You could talk about my mom. You could talk about my sister. I mean, she's kind of a bitch anyways. You could talk about my whole family if you wanted to. But there was one person that I just absolutely do not play with when it comes to talking shit. Or, and that was my, that's my wife. That's my wife. I, I, let's just get this out of the way right now. I 110% understand why Will Smith did what he did. Uh, I get it. I, I totally get it. Okay. Now, what does Potch say? Um, here's the thing. I understand why he did it. And let's just start off with the fact that, yeah, hey, Goldie, thank you for the follow. Goldie713, I don't know why it popped Oh, there it goes. I don't know why it didn't pop up. It showed up there. Don't mess with Barry's spelling. I mean, yeah, but that's just more of a joke than anything. Huge Tech CPA said, Barry, that's nice, but makes no sense. Your wife is not a public figure. What do you mean? I don't understand what you mean by that. Uh, just the fact that I wouldn't want people talking shit about my wife. Like when I was on radio, if you called in and said something about my wife, which happened before, where I would be joking or making a, a, a conversation. Thank you for the 500 bits, my friend. Holy shit, you guys are killing this hype train, man. Here's the thing, though. If you called in, like it happened a couple times where people, people came in and uh, talked about my wife. I didn't like it. And I don't like it. I do not... It's one thing I won't tolerate. I just will not put up with that. Um, and so, what's up, Jerry Bo? So, look, I get why Will Smith was upset. This wasn't the first time. Goldie, thank you for the sub as well. Holy shit. Goldie with the sub. Elderkin with the follow. Thank you, buddy. We're about to hit level three of this hype train. You bitches getting wild. So, look, I, I get it, right? I get it. Um, I understand why he was so upset. This wasn't the first time that Chris Rock had made jokes about Jada Pinkett Smith. You saw it on Twitter where they were showing how he was talking shit about how she wasn't invited to the Oscars last time, so she was boycotting it. Why? I mean, we all saw it. We've seen it all. We've seen it all. So let me start by saying I understand why Will Smith did what he did. Do you have to show more self-control than that? Yeah, absolutely. Should he have done it? Probably not. But I get it. 
I get it. And what better way to make a statement that I've had enough of this bullshit. And let's be real, y'all. This Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith has put their life out there. They've talked about their open marriage. They've, they, you know, an entanglement with August and all those things. We've, we've seen it all, and they've been the butt of jokes ever since then. Will Smith has had to look at jokes about being a cuck and letting his wife have sex with other people and not care and this, that, and the other. Donna, thank you for the 35 bits. Crystal, thank you for the five bitties. So, what's up, Elderkin man? Thank you. So, I, I I understand. I do. But here's the here's the question. Christy, thank you for the 25 bits, sweetie. What's the what's the what's the line of demarcation here? Okay, that's the question. So, thank you guys for the hype train, by the way. We hit almost ended up uh getting to level two, man. I appreciate you guys so much. Uh, where did it go? Uh, there's a thing. Wallace, thank you for the 10 bits, buddy. Hype train complete level two. One sub, 2,625 bits. You guys are amazing, man. That, what a way to start a Monday. Thank you, guys. So here's the thing. They have been the butt of jokes for a while now, right? Ever since they made all this public. And then, of course, she has alopecia. And that was the whole point of his joke was that she doesn't have hair and G.I. Jane where she was bald. No, okay. And my 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 thought as a comedian, Tristan Comedy, thank you for the for the subscribe, man. Thank you for the sub. I appreciate that. As a comedian, I look at it as look, it's a joke. It is a joke. Okay, when you're at the Oscars, it's one big roast. You go around and you roast everybody and you talk shit about their career and you talk shit about their ups and downs and their drug problems and their this and their that. That's what comedians do, right? Ricky Gervais does that. Chris Rock does that. It's no different. They've talked shit about everybody. So that's why I say, what's the line of demarcation? What's the what's the line where you say, okay, this went too far? Is it when you talk about family or kids? Well, she's also a public figure. Now, if Will Smith wasn't married to Jada Pinkett Smith, obviously he doesn't give a shit, but he is. And you don't change that. Nobody else in there was going to get up and go slap the shit out of Chris Rock because he made a joke about Jada Pinkett Smith being bald. Skinny money, thank you for the 100 bits. Tristan, thank you for the sub. If I didn't, I think I did. Yeah. So here's the here's the precedent that, that's been set at the Oscars is that everybody gets roasted. Nobody's off limits. I mean, everybody gets roasted, right? But here's where, as a comedian, you have to kind of know what's the boundary, right? Now, maybe he didn't think it was a big deal to make fun of somebody with alopecia because at the end of the day, it's just hair. You know, it's not like she had you know, muscular dystrophy. It's not like he was making fun of her because, you know, she had Michael J. Fox's. What does he had? He had a uh, uh, um, I forget. So it's it's one of those things where. You, as a comedian, you kind of have to know boundaries, right? And comics love to do this shit where we like, we love to say Parkinson's. Thank you, chat. Like, if you, you know, and I've made awful jokes like that. 
as a comedian, it's what we do. It's what we do. But when someone gets pissed off at a joke that you make, you have to ask yourself, did you go too far? And did you make fun of the wrong thing or the wrong person with the wrong thing? It is, there's no clear cut. Some people are team Chris Rock. Some people are team Will Smith. I see it from both sides because as a husband, you're not going to talk shit about my wife. I'll slap the shit out of you. But as a comedian, I'm like, come on, fam. One, it's a joke. Two, everybody's getting joked on. And, and this, you know, if we, if, if, if you're going to allow people to be made fun of, then you've got to determine, I guess, as a comic or as the Oscars, what's off limits. Now, I'd be willing to bet you that that joke was written by somebody else and approved by either Chris Rock himself, uh, the producers of the Oscars, or both or more. So, yeah, I was getting to that, Hugh Tech. So there's, 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 there's so many layers to this onion that I just want to unwrap for you guys and get you all to understand. One, these guys don't write a lot of these jokes. I know guys that have written for the Oscars. I know comedians that are friends of mine that write jokes for the Oscars or for these roast battles that you see or some other things. So their job is to write funny jokes, and if they know who all is going to be in, ten, in attendance, they're going to write these jokes. Now, it's up to Chris Rock to go, man, that's too far. I'm not doing that. Will's my, my boy. Jada's my girl. I'm not doing that joke. But Chris Rock is also a comedian who was going to clown on everybody. And you can tell that the crowd wasn't exactly on board with it, which as a comic, you take risks and sometimes they backfire. And the crowd, he was like, oh, come on. It wasn't even that bad. And I'm sure Chris Rock feels like it wasn't the worst joke he's ever made on anybody, especially in an environment like that. He's probably said meaner shit about other people who are who had, and I don't want to belittle any condition that anybody has, but maybe who are in far worse shape or were dealing with far bigger issues, right? Because we'll all sit back and laugh at a, at a, at a joke about other things, Right? Like, oh, if somebody had, you know, I'm sure that there's been a Lindsay Lohan drug abuse joke at the Oscars that we all chuckled at. What about her pain? What about her, what she's going through, right? There's never been a Jared and Subway joke. There's never been a Epstein joke. I mean, hell, I know that they've made jokes about, you know, Jewish people in Hollywood on stage. I know like, so my point to you is, chat. Everybody's got a line and some of you are super offended for Jada Pinkett Smith and some of you are super offended for Will Smith and some of you are like, what's the big deal? But we, this is the problem with comedy is it's so subjective and everybody's line is different, right? Everybody's line and threshold that you can't cross is different. And the problem is sometimes you find out what somebody's line is when they come up and slap the shit out of you on national television. Well, now we know what Will Smith's line is. Now we know what you don't say or the line you don't cross when it comes to Will Smith, and it's about his wife. And maybe this was just a culmination. And again, you don't know what she deals with or he deals with or anybody else. At the end of the day, I'm not excusing either of these guys. And that's a tough one for me 
Because the comic in me wants to say, listen, we've got to be able to make jokes. We have to be allowed. Listen, I, I'll give you a prime example of me. You guys can, can virtually slap me in the chat. You can see me at a show and slap the shit out of me if this offends you. So here's a joke I do. And you tell me if this would be offensive and if someone should come up on stage and slap the shit out of me. Because as a, as a comedian, I wrote this joke and I've had people get upset about it. And I'll do the joke for you right now. And I did it at my show uh, Saturday. CC was there. Why do I have to pick a side? Hold on. This is a, this is a stupid take, Hutex. This is a really dumb take. This is, again, and, and by the way, this is absolutely 100%. Why isn't this popping up, by the way? What the fuck is going on here? How come that's not popping up? What happened to the hell? What the hell is going on with my overlays? Did I lose them? Oh, snap. Wow, that's like super weird. My chat overlay went away. Hold on. Overlay. Let's see if I refresh the title. Well, sorry, chat. I can't put your, uh, I can't put your. Let's see if this works. Yeah, I don't know why that's not working. I'll have to figure it out. But apparently, I can't put your chat messages on screen like I normally do. Or I would. Okay, I would. Barry, please post your comedy appearances real quick. Why? Why would I? Uh, I don't know. They, they're. Uh... Um, Hugh said, Barry, don't do the double technical route. Pick a side. Let me tell you why this is not a good take, Hugh Tex. First of all. I understand, like I said, I understand as a husband why Will Smith is upset. I do. But as a comedian, I understand too that my job is to make jokes and sometimes people are going to get offended. I, I don't understand why I have to pick a side. This ain't, this ain't American politics in 2022, which has fucking ruined our country because everybody has to pick a side. There's no meeting in the middle or middle ground. I mean, come on, fam. I'm, I'm perfectly entitled to say I'm not picking a side because I get it. I understand both sides. I do. I absolutely do. What I will say is this. The scary thing about what Will Smith did last night is now I feel like people see that and think that it's going to be okay for them at a comedy club or at a comedy show to walk up on stage and try to slap the shit out of a comedian because it said something that they didn't like. And I'm telling you right now, 90% of the comedians are going to punch you in your stupid fucking face if you try that. That's, that's, that's what the most dangerous thing to me was about last night. It ain't the fact that Will Smith slapped his friend Chris Rock because they are friends. It ain't the fact that Jada Pinkett Smith got her feelings hurt, that people with alopecia were upset. I don't give a shit about any of that. My concern as a stand-up comedian is that people are going to think that's how you handle this now. I'll give you the example I was going to give you before I saw the, uh, the note. I do a joke on stage. I did this Saturday night. Cece was there. Cece can tell you I did this joke. This is the joke I do. I get high. I do dumb shit. That's a fact, by the way. When I get high, I do dumb shit. When I get high, I think of dumb shit. One time, I was super high, and I had this thought. I wonder if deaf people sound deaf when they think to themselves. Hmm. 
I do that joke on stage. And then I have some other stuff that I followed up with. And then I say, guys, don't worry. I see some of y'all pulled back. Any, anybody that would have been offended by that didn't hear it. We're okay. Now, see, that's a joke. And obviously, I don't hate deaf people. Obviously, I don't. So I do that joke. And, uh, and then I do that punchline of, hey, you know, anyone that would have been offended by that didn't hear it. There's a nice little tag on top of it, right? So you get, okay, Chris, stop with the exclamation mark slap, bro. It's not happening. Why are y'all doing that? Stop that shit in the chat. Making it weird over there. Stop that behanded. It's not happening. There's no slap. So here's, here's my point. I've had deaf people come up to me after the show. Literally one, I had somebody come up and say, both of my parents are deaf. And that was the funniest joke I've ever heard. And I actually had somebody come up to me this after the show and said, you know what? I'm deaf. And I sit in the front so I can read lips. And I died when you did that joke. That was the funniest thing I've ever heard. Nobody ever makes fun of deaf people. And I'm like, why not? That was literally what they said to me. Now, the opposite of that could be, is that I go on stage and do that joke and a deaf person in the front row who reads lips gets mad and comes up and wants to punch me in my stupid, dumb comedy face. This is not okay. If you're offended by a joke, I get it. Some jokes are offensive. But you gotta, you can't go on stage and slap the shit out of people. I see what you did there. Deaf comedy jam. I wish I could put that on screen. <gasps> How the fuck did it just start working? That's so weird. Maybe he just hated everybody else. I don't know. That's so weird. Um, I said, I'm deaf in my right ear. This doesn't bother me. See, 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 see. Um, I, here, here, I just look a couple of things about what actually happened. I see the shoe check Fidel. I'll do it in here in just a second. I promise. A couple of things about this. Comedy can be offensive and be funny. And the joke, and this is where I think Chris Rock fucked up, okay? Because Andy Huggins had, we, we had a long conversation one time about edgy humor and how you make fun of people and who you make fun of and whatnot. And Andy Huggins shared with me kind of a rule about writing jokes in comedy. And he said, you know, you can talk about anything and you can make fun of anything, but it's who the joke actually lands on that will determine how offensive or who's going to get offended by it. What I mean is when I do a joke about deaf people and say, I wonder if deaf people sound deaf when they think to themselves, that is a generic edgy kind of mean joke but i didn't say i wonder if helen keller right or i didn't pick up hey are you deaf yeah hey do you sound deaf when you think to yourself and now i'm attacking that one deaf person right so i think the 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 problem was and this is what this is unfortunately what how a roast goes is once he's once he singled out Jada Pinkett Smith and made fun of her alopecia, that was the line. That was crossing the line, right? But what we have to remember, folks, is at the Oscars, at shows like this, 
That's what the point is of these monologues and having comedians. They roast Hollywood. They make fun of Hollywood. That's what they do. That's what we've come to expect from them. That's why they were so worried about getting Ricky Gervais to host because he don't give a fuck what you think. If you're offended, good. He doesn't care. I saw a quote from him the other day that said, look, yeah, you can make jokes and people are going to get offended, but how that affects you is up to you. People need to get over it. It's just a joke. So I, I, I think what Will Smith did in, as a husband was justified. As a comedian, it was not. As, as a comedian, it scares the shit out of me what's about to happen over the next 12 months on stage and how empowered people are going to feel that they can walk up to a comedian that's doing his jokes and try to fight him because they're offended. That's the dangerous part in this. And Chris was wrong. I don't mind roasting people. I don't like making fun of people's afflictions. I don't like making fun of the things people go through. I do like, I do, I do jokes about being overweight, right? But as a guy who felt overweight and has been on the obese scale, I feel okay in doing that. But what I don't do is I don't do jokes about certain topics or people or, or things that they may have, but that's my choice. Other comics do Anthony Jeselnik. Holy shit. You want to be offended? Go listen to an entire Anthony Jeselnik uh, show. If you've never heard him, you'll be like, oh my God, this is awful. But you also know that everything he's doing is a joke. And he establishes these are going to be awful jokes right from the get-go. So I don't know. I don't think you have to pick a side in this. I think everybody wants to pick a side in this. And VB, that's a big part of this, man. VB said comedy is dying. I tell you what. Comedy's not dying. People are losing their sense of humor. That's the difference. Comedy's not dying. There's a ton of great comedians out there. Ton of great comedians that you know and that you don't know. Comedy's not dying. People are losing their sense of humor. And they're losing their ability to laugh. Everybody needs to get offended now. Everybody needs to have a reason to be upset. And what, what amazes me about it is people that go to a comedy club and get offended. Like, stay home. Stay the fuck home. You know... You're going to a comedy club where the rules are real clear. The dude or the chick on stage with the microphone is going to say some shit. You might think it's funny. You might get your feelings hurt. But either way, they're going to say some shit. So if that's going to bother you, stay home. It's fine. You're, no one's begging you to bring your uh, unfunny ass to a comedy show. BB. <laughs> Bro, you're killing. You, you are just amazing, homie. Thank you for the thousand bits, my friend. Jesus, I don't deserve you, VB. You are amazing, my friend. You're killing it. Uh, what did CC say? Yes, Barry. Yes, CC said something else somebody's laughed at. Oh, that's why I told him to post a schedule. Why? Yeah, why am I posting my schedule? Are you trying to get me beat up? 
Uh, Truck Driver Pookie said, I, I'm going to every one of Barry's stand-up ready to clothesline a motherfucker. Oh. <laughs> Listen, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Um, forgot, forgot the comic that said it. Why are you leaving? You paid me to offend you. Yeah, 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 exactly. You paid to hear jokes. And here's the funny thing. This is, but, so I'm going to give you an example of, okay, so. Let me see. I'm all over the map here. Calm down, Barry. I'm sorry. I'm passionate about this. As a comedian and as a husband, super passionate about this. So if I'm scattered, I apologize. If you have questions, what I would ask that you do uh, is somehow figure out in the chat how to get my attention with just questions about this topic. Because I want to answer them. I want to answer them. So maybe put uh, hashtag, um, I don't know, Put, put hashtag topic. And then ask your questions and I'll answer them. Okay. So hashtag topic and uh, I will, um, let's see. Hashtag topic if you have a question. Well, I didn't spell it right, but there it is. So hashtag topic. So in comedy, I actually do this thing. No, we're not putting slap. Jesus Christ, you guys. 5,000, 5,000 goddamn producers. Here's the thing. I actually teach folks this because I, I used to teach the um, the workshop at the Houston Improv before, right before their open mic on Tuesdays. And a lot of times these young comics will come in and they think that they need to be edgy, that they need to be offensive. And that's part of being funny. And I've always said, you can say anything. You just got to give the crowd an excuse or a reason to know that it's okay for you to say it. You can't just go up and be like, man, I hate bitches. Like, oh, oh, I hate, I hate women. I hate black people. Like you can't, you can't just go up and say that. But if you have jokes about stuff in your life or whatever. So for example, I'll, I'll do five or 10 minutes of fat jokes. I just talk about my, my experiences as being overweight. Um, but I also, I also preface that by saying I used to be, really overweight i lost you know 40 pounds 50 pounds whatever it was at the time and then i do the jokes so i'm literally just by being like yeah man i had to go on a diet i was when i met my wife i was 150 my I, at my fattest i was 220 then people go oh okay in their mind this is what human beings need to rationalize why it's okay for you to make these jokes and that's really really sad that you can't just go up and do your jokes. You got to give people a reason to be able to let their guard down, not be offended and go, oh, okay. I mean, he's not fat now, but he was. So they that rationalizes it to them. Another example that comics have to do sometimes. Like if you're going to make a joke about Hispanics, a lot of times what they'll do is they'll be like, I'm married to a Hispanic. Oh yeah, my uh, you know, like I do, I do jokes. I do uh, interracial jokes. I do jokes about growing up around black people, so I have to tell people that before I do the jokes. And I literally do this in one of my sets where I say, "You know what's crazy is I had to tell you I used to be fat before I do those jokes. Otherwise, you think I'm an asshole." And then I followed up with like a joke. But this is the this is the problem in comedy now, folks. Is we, we as comics have to let you know that it's okay for us to make these jokes. For example, for example, had Chris Rock said, Jada Pika Smith in the building, 
Jada, by the way, uh, my aunt suffers from alopecia, and I'm going to give you the number to her wig person, okay? Now, what he's done there is a couple things. He has said that he understands what she's going through, that he has a family member that has alopecia, so he understands the struggle without really saying it by just pointing out that he's got a family member that's going through that. Everyone assumes, oh, okay, so he gets it. He gets it. He's not just being a rude asshole. And then, for whatever reason, a lot of audiences will give him license to make those jokes. So I bet had he done that, be like, by the way, Jada Pika Smith, I'm proud of you. You've owned it. Good for you. You're beautiful. Uh, you're a beautiful bald woman, and you should be proud of that. Not everybody can pull that off. By the way, super looking forward to G.I. Jane 2. Do you see now the difference? But that's what's fucked up about it at the same time is he could have done that route. I'm proud of you. You're beautiful. Don't everybody let anybody tell you different, this, that, and the other. By the way, looking forward to G.I. Jane 2. Done. But one, he doesn't have time to do that shit because it's the Oscars. And you got to, it's just rapid fire. And two, a comic like Chris Rock ain't worried about you being offended. He don't give a shit. You ain't the first or the last that's going to be offended by a Chris Rock joke. So I say this. I think it was wrong. I think he probably could have went about it a different way. But at the end of the day, it was also a fucking joke. And that's where we have to figure out what's what are we going to be okay with? Are we going to have the fucking comedy police now every time a joke? Oh, that's offensive, not offensive. Let's run it by a, a panel of 10 experts. I just, I, as a comic, you know, it goes, I, I love that. Uh, I love that you put that VB because it's so poignant. And I think it really proves a point without even knowing it. But by you saying comedy is dying, comedy's not dying. The ability to tolerate a joke is. That's that's the worst part. Let me try to catch up here. I saw a couple of... Uh, let me get back in some, some of the chat here. Uh, <laughs> Amos said, what if a comic tells a guy to suck his son's dick? Okay, so I guess we're not doing HelloFresh today. Let me just go ahead. It's This is too much cursing for this. I'll take that off. We're not, we're not doing it today. Uh, yeah, well, let's talk about that. I, I got out I got after a lady uh Saturday show because she heckled me. If you heckle me, all bets are off. I'm gonna I'm gonna find whatever in the fuck is wrong with you and I'm going to exploit it to the nth degree so that you regret in every way, shape, and form that you ever opened your fucking mouth to heckle me at a comedy show. Believe me. Ask Cece. She was there on Saturday night when I was doing an innocent joke about uh, a woman in her age, and she said, I'm 51, or I was talking about hand jobs or something. And I never let that bitch get out of it for the rest of the night. I just, I, I'm telling you, I talked about her hands and her hand jobs. And so once you open your mouth and talk to the comedian on stage, you're fair game. And I don't give a fuck if you're in a wheelchair, if you're fucking blind with sunglasses and a cane in your hand. I don't give a shit. Because in the eyes of a comedian, we're all assholes. And you can all get it. 
But I think you gotta in today's age, it's just a it's a it's an unfortunate part of the business that you've got to learn how to ease people into this shit. Oh, that's true, Cece. They could highlight their message. Yeah, Shelby said Chris has been saying shit about Jay. This has been a long time coming. Yeah, but Will Smith's been getting dunked on forever, right? Fucking Eminem dogged Will Smith in a and a so everybody's been dogging Will Smith. It's just like, I don't know. Sean had a, a hashtag topic. He said, if you go to an award show expecting your husband to get an award, does that mean you signed up to be made fun of? It's a great question. Sean, she got made fun of when she wasn't there. And no, you're not signing up to get made fun of. But let me explain to you, Sean, and you know this is true, buddy. You can deny this all you want. But when you're an actor or an actress or an entertainer and you are in Hollywood and you are at the Oscars, you are going to be fair game for the joke writers. Period. That's that's just how, what this whole thing has evolved into. Let's get it. You know what? This is why they get Chris Rock. For exactly what happened last night, sans the slap. That's why they get him. Otherwise, they would go and get, I don't know, Morgan Freeman to host the goddamn Oscars or Denzel, and it would be devoid of any comedic relief whatsoever, save for a few stale one-liners that a couple of comics that they paid to write jokes for Morgan Freeman wrote. But they would be very soft, they would be very tame, and quite honestly, they'd be very boring. So this is what everybody pays for. This is the pageantry of the Oscars from the host's perspective. If you found out that fucking Burt Reynolds, is he alive? Was hosting, hosting the Oscars, you wouldn't give a shit. But when it's Chris Rock or Ricky Gervais or a name like that, you're like, oh, yeah, there's going to be some jokes given out that night. Some people's going to get their feelings hurt. I'm here for it. So you kind of know. Show up, might get made fun of. But like I said, if you're Chris Rock, you got to do it tactfully. And that's the part that he didn't do. And let's, let's, let's all talk about this for a second. I don't have the video up, but if you go back and look at the video, by the way, you can clearly see Will Smith laughing, whether it be comfortably or uncomfortably. And maybe he was just like, all right, motherfucker, I'm so sick of your shit. You dog my wife. <laughs> but I think when he looked over and saw Jada was not laughing. And she did not give him a courtesy chuckle. She did not think that shit was funny. And you know what? Props to her because a lot of people in Hollywood would have faked that shit. She was just like, I'm not faking this for the cameras. I don't think this is funny. And I think Will was trying to play that part. Because if you notice later, he talked about being disrespected and how he knows as an entertainer, you're supposed to deal with the disrespect that you get. I mean, look. I do understand what he's talking about. When you do radio, when you do comedy, when you do a, a live stream show, people talk shit in your chat. People talk shit to you on the radio. People talk shit to you in stand-up. People make fun of your comedy in the comments. Don't think for one second when my dry bar special doesn't drop that the YouTube comments are going to be awful. They're going to make fun of everything about me. They're going to talk shit about everything. How unfunny I am, how ugly I am, how fat I am, my nose, my whatever. It's all going to be there. And I know that already. So I know that going in. We know this is what we sign up for. There's a certain level of bullshit you put up with to be in the public eye. Like I said, though, uh, you got to, uh, 
it's how it's not what you say it's how you say it and it's how you set it up as a comic it's it's how you set it up uh aggie milkman said hashtag topic what's your worst experience at a comedy club it's funny because that's what amos was talking about when he said about telling a, a guy to suck his son's dick worst thing that i ever had happen to me um was these two dudes were talking and long story short uh they're dressed like rednecks they were just redneck looking dudes but they were gay and they were holding hands and i started making fun of them holding hands and uh they wouldn't like they were literally talking all night and i said hey if you guys want to talk just you'll go outside but shut the fuck up stop talking it's rude i'm working and they wouldn't stop and then i looked and they were holding hands i was like are you guys holding hands if you're gonna suck his dick just do it quietly go outside and suck his dick but just stop and the guy that was sitting at the table with him yells out something i was like what did you say which by the way huge mistake you never ask a heckler to repeat themselves shout out john wesling for that bit of uh, advice that nugget of comedy i said what'd you say he said i said that was my son because i said hey if y'all are gonna suck each other's dicks do it quietly or go outside he said i said that's my son i said well then you suck his dick but just do it quietly y'all all shut the fuck up at that table that was maybe a little far and he goes, I'm going to whip your ass. And he stood up and it was this mountain of a man. And I was like, in my mind, I was like, oh, shit. It's about to be go time. But he stood up. He goes, I'm going to beat your ass. I was like, well, you know where I work. <laughs> and then the club came over. They're like, you got to go. And they ushered him out right past the stage. And as he walked out, he points at me. He goes, I'm going to be waiting outside for you, boy. And I said, cool, motherfucker, just wait quietly. I'm not going to let you win. Like, I'm not going to let you know. So that was like the worst. And that dude literally waited for me for an hour and like 15 minutes for me to come outside so he could murder me in the parking lot. They wouldn't let me. I was like, man, fuck this dude. They're like, no, you're not going outside. You're not going outside. Oh, man, Burt Reynolds is dead. But he would make a terrible Oscar host then. Okay. So that was the worst thing that ever happened to me at a comedy club. Was that I had a guy wait for me for an hour and 15 minutes to kill me in the parking lot. That was uh, because his table wouldn't shut the fuck up. And I had to, well, I had to step in. Um, let's see. Do we have any other hashtag topics? Chris Rock did a whole King of the Hill episode on being allowed to say whatever you want on stage because it's comedy and we live in a free country. Okay. But I mean, you understand, right? Like, you understand there's a line and people, if they think you go too far, whether you want to disguise it as comedy or not, they're going, they're going to let you know in some way. Sometimes they're going to walk on stage. How many times have we seen it over the last year? Right? Somebody reminded me on Twitter, DC young fly. Somebody went on stage. Uh, who was that one? That white girl went on stage and tried to slap somebody dudes rush the stage. I know, uh, one of the, uh, a headliner, he's Ali Sadiq. Ali Sadiq is on Comedy Central. He's got two or three specials. He's like, Ali's huge in this business. Huge. And one time he was doing a gig at this place called Fat Boys and somebody rushed the stage and tried to like attack him and he broke their fucking arm with the mic stand. You don't rush the stage on a comic. Like we literally have weapons up there and we will fucking use them. Have you ever seen the video of the guy 
that hit uh, a heckler over the head with his guitar? Have you guys ever seen that chat? One, if you have. Five, if you have not. Have you ever seen the video of a comedian that smashes his guitar? And it is not staged. It is not fake. But I know people that were there. He smashes his guitar over the head of an audience member. Have you guys seen this? One, if you have. Five, if you have not. You know what I said? One, if you have. Five, if you have not. Okay, uh, let's see. I'm going to keep looking for hashtag topic picks here. Uh, Andrew, did, did Andrew show up? Andrew was in my uh, DM saying he was going to be here for sure. He wanted to talk about it. Uh, Cherry said, in my opinion, hecklers give permission to shit all over them if they pipe up during a set. Yeah, they want to be part of the show so bad they're going to be. Yeah, that's exactly my point. If you talk in a way that's disruptive and you're just being an attention whore, man or woman, it's go time. It's on. I'm just letting you know. It's on. If you got a fucked up eye, a fucked up tooth, you're missing an arm, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to talk about it. And you should have shut the fuck up. Uh, Trevor Noah doing the Grammys next week. Mm, That's going to be dry. It's going to be real dry. Sean said, I'm not mad at Will or Rock. If not for the slap, I would have known the award show was on. Well, there you go. Uh... Let's see, what's the reaction of Wanda Sykes makes the joke and not rock? Um, Yeah. Well, I don't think Will Smith's going on stage to slap her. I'll tell you that much. Uriel Villanueva, hashtag topic. Do you think he will should have been removed after the slap? Yeah. Yeah, I think they should have asked him to leave. I think he shouldn't have been able to make a, 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 a speech. I'll tell you that much. I don't think they had him leave because they know he won. They say they don't know that, oh, we don't know because it's all concealed in a, they, they knew, they knew. And he should have been asked to leave. Let's be honest. I think he should have been thrown out, but he wasn't. He was allowed to accept the award for best actor, which props to him. I watched the movie it was a great movie. He did a great job, but I found it interesting that he apologized to everybody except Chris Rock. That shows you how mad he really was. And that also shows you, for those of you that say it was staged, if it was staged, he would have said, I'm sorry to Chris Rock. Because he wouldn't have gave a fuck. Because he, he knew it was fake. But I'm going to tell you, I'm vindictive like that. If you anger me to the point where I want to walk on stage and slap the shit out of you, I'm probably not apologizing to you within 20 minutes while I'm accepting an award. Because you can still go fuck yourself 20 minutes later. Now, a week from now, I mean, I'm pretty good at holding a grudge. So it might be a couple years from now. Uh, maybe. But that quick? No. We've all been that mad. Ain't no way. And that's why I think more than anything, it wasn't staged. That's why. <laughs> Jada gave him that set it off look. Yeah, that's kind of true. She was like, uh, you just going to sit there and let this man talk about me like this? Uh, okay, so none of you, please show, please show. None of you have watched this. Oh, consequences are free. Just like what Chappelle was going through. The Barry, uh, no, I didn't sneak out the back door one deep. Did you not hear me say I tried to go out and they wouldn't let me? I, lo- I love you guys assume the cowardice, the cowardice of some people. I love it. Make no mistake about it. Ain't nobody, ma- I might get my ass whooped. Ain't nobody making me walk out the back door. I may not be a good fighter, but I ain't no bitch. I'll tell you that much. Uh, Okay, so one half now. Alan Googled it. 
Internet has showed never rush a stage or jump a fast food counter. They'll beat your ass with a weapon. Yeah. Hand job lady was a craving was craving attention for sure. Yeah. And and I was mean to her, wasn't I, CC? I was mean as fuck. Called her old. She was like, I'm 51. I was like, you don't look a day over 50. I was like, I bet your hands look like plumber hands. Like you she went to go smoke. I was like, what you got a customer out there? You gotta go give some more hand jobs? Like it was relentless. And it wasn't even the worst I've done. It was just like, maybe next time you'll shut the fuck up. Cece said, yes, you were, and I loved it. So, I mean, that's the thing. Uh, topic, you have one on the bean. Can you post it over here? Y'all know I don't go to their, to the fucking chat for topics. What's up, G-Man? What's up, Cena? What's up, D-Mac? What's up, Truck Driver Pookie, Titan Hugo, Eric Resendez, and Chris Reyes. We got uh, seven people over there watching, so what's up? Yeah, you gotta post the you gotta post the topics over on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Barry on Deck. That's where that's where the topics go up. Post them over there. Oh, it was from D Mac. I, I can answer D Mac's question. D Mac's new to the program, I believe. Hey, D Mac, we are a live Twitch stream show. So if you want to go to twitch.tv forward slash Barry on Deck, follow, and you can watch it live because there's a lot of uh, visuals on the show. Usually today we're talking. D Max said, to- hashtag topic. Do you think the pandemic war and mistrust part of people losing their sense of humor? No, honestly, D Max, that's a great question. Like, what would we blame the loss of sense of humor on? I think we're all caught up in this emotional, sensitive, cancel culture and i'm not a guy that screams cancel culture all the time but it is a reality of where we're at people can't wait this wolf pack mentality this uh let's 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 end this person's career and we're on to the next thing is a real thing it is a real thing and i think that's more of what people want to get caught up in and let's be honest when you go to a show People love to be the center of attention. So it's it's super great for someone who wants to be a drama queen and the center of attention to stand up and say, that offends me because, well, no one asked you. Sit the fuck down or quietly leave if you're offended. I've had people do that. I've had people get up and walk out and leave a note with the management of the comedy club that said that the comedian on stage was offensive and I didn't appreciate his jokes. That's how you handle it. Because then the club's going to come to me and say, hey, we're not bringing you back. You're too offensive. Or you walked five people. But to stand up and go, that is not okay. Well, Karen, guess what? It's about to get bad for you. You done fucked up. So I don't think it's about everything else. I think a lot of it is people, one, they have this need to attack other people who fuck up. And two, when it happens in clubs and it happens in other places, on TV and when you see other people getting, you know, heckler against own type shit, they're doing it because they want that attention. They want the whole club to look at them. Just what it is. Um, hashtag topic. Would you ever roast someone's wife like that? Yeah. If they started it. Like if it was, again, if it was a couple that was heckling me or she heckled me and she's obviously with her husband. Yeah. Yeah, I would. But if they were just sitting there, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do anything like that. I don't like making fun of the way people look like that. 
Like, I'll make fun of your shirt or I'll make fun of other things. That's why sometimes when the roasts happen, I get uncomfortable because I want you guys to know what we do on this show when we roast people is nothing. Nothing. Compared to real roasts. Compared to, like, you guys don't know what a real roast is. It's fucking brutal. And what he did wasn't brutal. It was mean. It was not brutal. But yeah, I would probably do that if they kind of were, if they were fucking with me or got out of line or tried to talk shit about me or, or whatever. Because that's true. People say that shit all the time. People will yell shit at you about the way you look all the time. And if you do, it's open season. Um, let's see. Did I get all the topics? And then I'm going to pull up that video of the guy uh, hitting the uh, audience member over the head with a fucking guitar. It is amazing. You do not want to miss that. So hold on. Let me make sure I got them all. Think more people think Step Up is more of a Christmas movie than y'all think. Fidel, shut the... Oh, my God. You guys, you have the hardest time staying on topic, I swear to God. Uh, What did VB do? What happened? Demodded diehard. Oh. Yep. Hey, uh, Virginia Budweed gets a five-minute timeout. Yeah. Virginia Budweed. Earns a five-minute timeout. Yeah, see, he knew it too. He knew when he heckled that he was that it was gonna happen. Yeah. So uh I don't know where my mods. He's like, damn it, I miss y'all. <laughs> Sorry, buddy, you knew the rules. You know the rules. Uh just saw a post saying Jada didn't stand up and defend Sherman on Nutty Professor. Uh, that's funny. I saw a bunch of great jokes. My buddy Victor Tran had one on Twitter where he took a picture of Chris Rock's um album Bigger and Blacker. And said, this perfectly describes Chris Rock's left eye right now. <laughs> My buddy Billy D. Washington, friend of the show, posted one. You guys remember Chris Rock had a bit where he was talking about O.J. Simpson murdering his wife, Nicole Brown Simpson. And he was like, look, I'm not saying he should have murdered her. But I understand. Y'all remember that? That was a great bit. I'm not saying he should have killed her. But I understand. Which, again, that's some edgy shit. You're talking about a murder. You're talking about somebody's family members that were killed. And we're all laughing about it. <laughs> Murder's funny, right? We don't think about it because it didn't offend us because it wasn't our person that was murdered. But Billy D. Washington had a joke that said, look, I'm not saying he should have slapped him, but I understand. Ah, wow. Those were the good jokes. If you made a, uh, I got in one little fight and my mom got scared. You're lame as fuck. Everybody made that joke be better. Everybody made that joke be better. That was the worst. The worst. Uh, let's see. I'll be there tomorrow. I don't know what this is. Uh, roast me. We fighting. Yeah. Yeah. So Amos thinks it's staged. Bro, it wasn't staged. He said three reasons I think it's staged. One, Will's perfect form on the slap. No. Two, black backhand slap, not open hand. Three, Chris Rock doing the Rocky movie punch move. No. You could clearly see he was bothered by it. You could clearly see his, I think his face was a little, but he didn't catch him flush right here. He kind of caught him here. And also you could tell he was rattled. Chris Rock was rattled, rattled. His speech, if he knew it was coming, he wouldn't have been messing up every single line like he had when he was just like, just roll the, I'm telling you. I'd be, I would be, um, I would be super surprised if the, if it was fake. Super surprised. 
What is this? Uh, Rob said, lame and soft joke did not warrant reaction. Okay. I can't wait for a beatdown in B-Town Friday if someone gets stupid at Luke's. It's always a concern. Always a concern. Uh, what's up, Mimi? How are you, sweetie? Uh, blame it on Demata VB. Hey! B. Casper, thank you for the follow. Very much appreciate you, my friend. Oh, Fidel, I owe you a shoe check, buddy. So today was uh, a morning of me running to the dentist to get my teeth cleaned. I had to look into getting teeth whitener. They're like, I don't know. Your teeth are already white. I was like, nah, I got cigar and coffee stains I need to get rid of. They're like, well, we'll see. Got my teeth cleaned, looked into teeth whitener, had to run to the bank, had to run to the post office to get the mouse pads in the mail for all the Patreon members. So today we're not rocking anything real fancy. We're, we're going with the old school Navy blue Stan Smith's from Adidas. That's what we're rocking. I need a new pair. These are super sad. I like my Stan Smith's crispy white and unwrinkled, but that didn't happen here for these. But yeah, that's what I went with today. I went with the old school Stan Smith navies. Just because they're comfortable. It's a it's an easy slip on shoe. You go walking around. Queen B said hashtag team Adidas. All right, let me find this video of this dude slapping the shit out of him. Comedian hits Heckler with guitar. Wow, that came up like right away. And this is Kenny Moore. And uh, let's see. Let me get this over here. All right, can you guys, let me see. Let me get this over here. Chrome. Resize. Go to the scene. Pull up the video. All right. Oh, no. That. What the the fuck was all that about crest white strips that's what i use already eh they're all right i just wanted to go and get it done real fast because it's super easy at the dentist it's like a couple hours and you're good whitening toothpaste doesn't have any whitening in it it just has an abrasion cleaner that just gets the surface stage it doesn't actually whiten your teeth like peroxide does somebody's done this research uh okay so this is the video of Kenny Moore smacks the shit out of a heckler with his guitar. Now, let's see here. Go ahead and hit play. Can you guys hear that? I don't know if that's going to make an echo. He just said, if you don't shut the fuck up, people are going to beat the living shit out of you. Because we got people can just take you out here so fast, man. It'll be like you out in the parking lot going, See? More help. It's okay, state. I seen your license plate. Oklahoma's okay. It's like, you know, it might not be Nirvana, man, but by God, it's okay. <laughs> I don't know, if you're in Oklahoma, so you're Oklahoma, you know, I guess if you were gay, you'd be in Oklahoma. Kind of like this guy. Oh, see, he said kind of like this no, guy. Really don't mess with me, because I don't come down to the bus station and slap the dick out of your mouth when you're working, do I? See? Here we go. That's what happens when you talk to the comedian. I'm sorry, man. The guy fucking came at me. What do you think, folks? No way. They're like, no. Okay, show. He's like, fuck it. I ain't got no guitar. That's all my goddamn jokes. <laughs> Somebody goes, I want my money back. 
I didn't know somebody yelled, I want my money back. That's fucking hilarious. It's probably the dude that got fucking hit in the face. I'm trying to see if there's a better view of it. Because that one was kind of cropped. Oh, no, it is off screen. It's funny that everybody thought he was fucking around. Everybody thought that man was playing. And that's usually the case. Most of the time, people are like, ah, he's a comedian. He ain't going to hit me over the head with his guitar while I rush the stage. Oh, the fuck he won't. Fuck around and find out. I love this. Somebody's like, I want my money back. <laughs> well, fuck yeah, the show's over. You ain't, you're a guitar comic and you ain't got a guitar. What are you going to do now? Hum your fucking jokes to us? Oh, that's the best. And his, by the way, his jokes weren't even good. Yeah, we had Oklahomian. Okay. Uh, I mean, I do Oklahoma jokes. Mine are way better than that. Way better. Y'all want one of my Oklahoma jokes? I'll do my Oklahoma joke right now. I'll do one. You ready? I don't even need you to laugh. I got my own laugh. <laughs> Not yet, bitch. Here's my Oklahoma joke. One of them. I got like, I do like 10 minutes of Oklahoma jokes. Only when I'm in Oklahoma, though. Here's one of my Oklahoma jokes. Real simple. Like, he did an okay joke. That's what it is. The okay state, right? And so I go on and I say, uh, I do this joke in Oklahoma, and it actually is pretty funny, but I'll, they, they like it. Uh, DJ Maddie said his comedy voice changed to his normal voice real quick, right? It did. I'm telling you. No, not the bathtub joke. That's, the, that's like a six-minute joke. I'm not, that's too fucking long. You think Chris will end up filing charges? No. He won't. They already asked, and he said no. And he shouldn't. He shouldn't file charges. They're boys. If that was some rando that runs out of the crowd, like if I'm at if in Beaumont this weekend when I'm doing my gig, if some rando runs up and slaps the shit out of me, yeah, I might file charges because fuck that dude. That's different. It's different. One, he didn't punch him with his fist. He slapped the shit out of him, which is more embarrassing but less damage. Didn't knock him out. He was able to continue. Two, they're boys. No. I don't think you should file charges. I don't think you should. Uh, you know, they call Oklahoma the OK state, right? Yeah, they call it the OK state. Because after your first hour there, you're like, OK, I want to go back to Texas. Fuck this place. Anyway, that's my opening Oklahoma joke. That's way better than his OK state joke. All right, Chris Rock just sold out all of his shows. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. That's... uh. I don't know. Biggie said your boy don't slap you. I mean, they do. They've been friends forever. And yeah, your boy does slap you. Sometimes your boys get boys fight. Friends fight. You never got in a fight with your friends. Biggie, you never got in a fight with your friends. Yeah. And his shows would have already been sold out. Chris Rock ain't, ain't having a problem selling tickets. Biggie said, what kind of boys you got? Man, I've fought my friends before. I wouldn't say they're boys. Rock did a joke about Will and Jada skipping the Oscars a few years ago. Yeah, we talked about that earlier. Way to be late to the goddamn show. Way to show up late, Total Dallas, and rehash shit we talked about an hour ago. Okay, so um, I think that covers it. Oh, a couple other things on that topic. Goddamn, it's 3.15. We done done an hour and 15. So, uh, a couple other things. Charlie Villanueva, who, if you didn't know, he is a uh, basketball player who um, had some thoughts of his own because, if you didn't know, Charlie Villanueva 
uh, has alopecia. And he had some thoughts on this, which I thought was pretty interesting. He said, let's talk about it. We all know Jada came out and stated she had alopecia. And for those that don't know, it is an autoimmune disease that causes hair loss. She voiced that she struggled with it. And Chris Rock thought it was cool to crack a joke. We are not with Jada every day to know what the level of struggle is, but Will does. As I don't condone violence, I'm proud that Will Smith stood up for his wife. Therefore, I encourage others to be more respectful to one another as a fellow alopecians. Uh, I stand with Will and Jada. Hashtag alopecia. And I think he brings up a good point here when he talks about the fact that we don't know her struggle. And she has voiced her struggle that... um, or she has voice that she struggles with dealing with. Now, you can't just assume Chris Rock has seen it and, and read it and knows that she's struggling with it and read the article or whatever that says she has a tough time dealing with it. Can't assume that he knows that. But that's why I say sometimes you got to take into account. And is the juice worth the squeeze? Is the joke worth it? Is the joke, is the G.I. Jane joke worth making fun of her for an autoimmune disease that she has that makes her not be happy with the way she looks. I don't know. <laughs> Told down said, well, excuse the fuck out of me, you early bird nerds. Well, I was here early because I got to start the goddamn show, Total Dallas. Scooty Boy said, let's be real, that slap had nothing to do with alopecia. No, it had to do with defending his wife and her honor and also making a point to Chris and everybody else that's disrespected him and her and their relationship and the weirdness of it and everything else is look, I've had enough. I've had enough of y'all shit and disrespect. This stops now. I think that's the message he wanted to get across. So yeah, maybe it didn't have anything directly to do with her alopecia, but more about the disrespect. And he said it was a GI Jane joke. He's like, what is a GI Jane joke? No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. G.I. Jane was the vessel, was the vehicle. But like I said earlier in the show, you have to be careful of who the joke lands on as a comedian. When you write a joke, you have to evaluate who's being made fun of here. Is it me? Is it her? Is it a them? Is it a generic person? (laughs) Queen B said August would have burned the whole thing down. That's probably true. Uh, Perry said it also causes cancer because it weakens one's immune system. A friend of mine lost his aunt because of cancer directly from alopecia. Now, I didn't know that. I don't know really much about it other than the hair loss part. Did you button? We said, uh, total Dallas, go eat Captain Crunch. I don't know what that means, but he said the timeout was rough. No jelly or syrup. <laughs> ah, here we go. There's the other Andrew Clay. He said, Will, Jada, and Chris are close, very close. She's been open about her struggles and her diagnosis was back in 2018. He knew. Okay. There you go. I didn't know that he knew. Um, You know, maybe he did, and maybe he assumed that they would know that this was just a joke. Pretty innocent one, but still. Never know what's going to set people off, man. You never know what's going to upset them. I don't know if you guys saw this, uh, but um, Charlie Villanueva wasn't the only one that took to social media to talk about it. Uh, Everybody's favorite person, Brittany Mahomes, tweeted about it. She tweeted, you 
Don't slap someone. And of course, immediately, everyone on Twitter lost their shit. We're like, shut up, bitch. You pour champagne on people. Like, they were like, you don't pour champagne on people in the cold. It's like, okay, this is not the same shit. She was celebrating. You guys are looking for any reason just to hate this woman. I mean, not that I am opposed to it. She's super fucking annoying. But come on. She's right. You just don't slap. Well, I don't know. It's like weird wording. You don't slap someone with individual. I don't know. That's super weird. You get why does she put the claps in between? That'd have been way better. You don't slap someone. I don't know. Super weird. I love you, Los Angeles, says Alex B. Uh, Oscar. Oh, I get it. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Oscar. I dig it. I'm trying to figure out why everyone wants Will to be mad at August. Because he had sex with his wife, even though it was like uh, uh, understood that he could, I guess. I don't know. Because people, look, let's be real. A lot of people struggle with understanding the concept of an open relationship or an open marriage. And they we come from an old school mentality when it comes to love and relationships and marriage. A lot of us do. One man, one woman. And if any man sleeps with my woman or my woman sleeps with another man, it's not okay. So when people have that agreement, I think other people trip out about it and can't understand it. So that's probably why. Uh, what else? So so um, I want y'all to see these. I'm going to show you uh, what people were saying to Brittany Mahomes because they, they were mean as shit to her. Like super mean to her. Oh, that's the guy hitting them with the guitar. Here was some of the shit they said because she's like, you don't slap someone. And then this lady said, don't talk about public etiquette, girl, you most hated. <laughs> and then someone said, you also don't pour champagne on innocent fans in freezing weather that could have possibly led to frostbite or hypothermia. What? Sit your stupid ass down. Frostbite and hypothermia, you dumb bitch. Ain't nobody getting frostbitten and hypothermia from some fucking champagne being poured on them, you stupid ass. Nuck, you dumb bitch. That's not true. See, this is what I mean. This 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 tweet here from Nuck, if that is his real name. This is just drama for the sake of drama. I'm talking about frostbite and hypothermia because she sprayed some champagne on. Man, shut the fuck up. Like people are like, I just lost a toe. I got gangrene. Fucking shut up. I mean, I'm all good for a uh, you know, somebody to tell her to sit down and shut up, but that's a stupid one. You don't spray champagne on people, just pour champagne on them instead. Ah, the one who wants to do anything she wants with no consequences is mad at someone, retaliating at someone running their mouth. Typical. This is gonna be super funny when your husband's choke out his brother at halftime. <laughs> that's a good one right there. Uh, but pouring champagne on kids and the cold and dancing on dead players' logos is okay. Well, now she didn't dance on their logo. A stupid brother did. Um, from a group text, what did Chris Rock wake up with? Fresh Prince. Oh, I like it. I like it. It's not bad. It's not bad. That's not bad. I dig it. Some of these jokes have been lame, like super lame. 
Wallace said, nice camera work. Give that, yeah, you like that? I baked that in there. That's a special effect, so I can be like, what? Bitch. I don't use it often. It's gotta, you gotta, you gotta use it. Gotta use it sparingly, I suppose. Um, and then, and then, I swear we're gonna do some sports today, but then, P. Diddy comes out and says, hey, they've already squashed it backstage. We're good. Like, why is P. Diddy the referee in all this? Is he like the crossover between acting and comedy and rappers and acting? Or like, I don't, what, what's happening here? I don't get it. Um, so yeah, P. Diddy confirmed that they squashed the beef. And then the best part of the whole night, kind of like when John Jones messes up. When John Jones messes up, there's a guy on Twitter named John Jones. And whenever some shit happens, we had him on the Usual Suspects radio show a while back. Because anytime John Jones would do something stupid, they would all attack him because he's at John Jones on Twitter. Because John Jones, the MMA fighter, is like at Bones Jones on Twitter. So there's an actual Will Smith on Twitter, and it is not Will Smith, the actor slash rapper slash slapper. It's Will Smith, the dad plus husband, communications for Stray Bombay, co-host of the Brad and Will Made a Tech podcast. No emails. Not that Will Smith. He's on Twitch. He, him, avatar by Sir Mitchell. So that's not the right Will Smith, you stupid asses. But that didn't stop people from going at him. And it also didn't stop him from tweeting. He got after it. He's like, Welp. As soon as it happened, he knew. He's like, Welp. And then he said, I'm sorry if you're offended. Hopefully, it all anyone remembers at the end of this show is the inappropriately upbeat in memoriam segment, which, by the way, they left out Bob Sagan and people were pissed. Which I agree. You shouldn't leave Bob Saget out of the in memoriam. Uh, gonna keep tweeting through it. <laughs> Everybody hates Chris. He said, oh shit. Uh, real talk, I'm not the person you're upset or happy with. I make podcasts and video games for a living. At the risk of making people pissed off at me instead of that other guy, the world would be a better place if we stopped answering words with violence. Mike said, Chris Rock, I think you need to, you two need to hug it out. Will was like, I will if he apologizes to me. I love it. I love it. This dude's got to deal with all this shit, and he's not even fucking Will Smith. And look at all the celebrities. Rip your mentions. He's like, yeah. I just love it. And I'm pretty sure, I'm not, correct me if I'm wrong, chat. I'm 90, what did, Alex, what are you doing, bro? Alex is just over here posting random shit in the chat. Whiskey, whiskey, Volta Vodka. Quanti. Alex, what is, are you drunk? What are you doing, Alex? So, uh, Stephen A. Smith was talking shit to Will Smith. No relation. On Twitter. But it was the, that Will Smith that I just showed you and not... The, the right Will Smith. Yeah, I do have a couple of private messages here. Oh, one is from you, Christy. <gasps> what? Let's go. Y'all want to see Christy's chest? 
Can I show him your chest, Christy? Woo! Let's go! Christy! You're the best! You're the best! I don't wanna I don't wanna show the other one. I don't know if it's appropriate. I don't know. Oh, she got video. Yeah, she got the yeah girl. What's up? She got a welcome to the land shirt too. Love you, Christy. The best. Uh other Will Smith should have made his account private to gain followers. That's a great point. I'm waiting on the other Barry Laminac to do something besides go to jail for I think child porn. There's another Barry Laminac in the world. And I don't know why he was arrested, but I think he was arrested, I think. And I thought it was like inappropriate with a, like a 16-year-old or some shit. I could be wrong. But yeah. Uh, okay. So Total Dallas is sending me private messages too. All right, so there you go. That's all of the stuff I had on the Will Smith slap. I think I got it all in hour and a half later. Holy shit, we spent an hour and a half on the Will Smith slap. Did you guys have anything that I missed that you wanted to talk about? Anybody have anything in the chat? Oh, four messages were deleted by moderator. Nightbot timed you out, Wallace. What'd you do? Well, yeah, Wallace, the Autobot got you. I wonder why. It says four messages deleted by moderator. Nightbot timed out. W. Wilts for five seconds. Reason. Blacklisted spam. No. Well. Enjoy the timeout for using a word you shouldn't have. I don't know what word you were using, but. Oh, yeah. Uh, No, not that. On the slap. Not F1. Dmata. On the slap. Does anybody want to talk about anything involving the slap? That is a shitty person to share a name with. John Jones, Will Smith, and a guy that goes around touching 15 and 16-year-olds. Oh, he did gain followers? Good for him. Again with the timeout. Wallace, what are you doing? <laughs> Wallace, what are you doing, fam? Uh, okay, Chris Reyes said, strong eight on the bean today. Most of the show. That's what's up. What's up to everybody on Pop Bean? I see D-Mac still hanging out. Hey, D, man, thank you for uh, continuing to hang out, my friend. Very much appreciated. Like I said, this is a uh, this is a Twitch show, so I don't really check the chat over there, but if you enjoy listening, man, by all means, hang out, my friend. It's a, it's a fun show, I hope. I hope. But, yeah, what's up to Eric Resendez, Titan Hugo, D-Mac, Cena, G-Man, Truck Driver Pookie, and Chris Reyes all listening on Pop Bean. For those of you that can't watch, I have Pod Bean. Just download the app, find Barry on deck. You can listen live or catch it on replay uh, as a podcast. Um, mattress free the man. I love that he calls you. Mat- she calls you mattress. Christy comes up with the best not your name names. It's great. Um, okay, so let's talk about some sports. I actually have sports headlines for you. Let's get into it. Here's sports headlines for the day, people. Number one, the Cardinals have agreed to a one-year deal with Albert Pujols. I think it was $2.5 or something like that. It's not a bad amount to pay for a backup that's beloved by the community. Look, he's going to be a role player. Spot starts, if that, mostly pinch hitting. 
I mean, there is universal DH now, but I don't even think they're going to waste a universal DH on Albert Pujols. About the only thing he's good for is maybe subbing in for a lefty in a pitch-hitting role, right? That's about it. If you got a lefty-on-lefty matchup, throw Pujols out there, let him go out and get something. Other than that, this is nothing more than nostalgia. The sad part is going to be if Pujols plays like shit, and at some point they're like, we just got to cut our losses with this. I don't think that the Cardinals cut him, even if he's awful. If he gets 100 plate appearances and strikes out 90 times, I don't think that they could cut him and recover from that. I think what they would do behind the scenes is say, listen, please just retire. Like, we don't want to cut you. Please just retire. And he would probably do that. At least he retires a St. Louis Cardinal, right? So we'll see. I would love to see if there's odds on if Albert Pujols is um, still playing baseball by the end of the year or if he retires midseason. Going to find out, though. Going to find out. What does this say from Virginia Buttonweed? Oh, what the? God damn it. We need Barry to watch the video with his dad and see if he can avoid crying. What? Watch video with my dad. I need you to be more specific. Perry said sports. What are sports? Um. Oh, yeah. Le- yeah, Lake Show lost to Nola. Blew a 20-point lead, right? Yep, got that. Uh, we'll get to it. Multiple coaches have joined Brian Flores' lawsuit against the NFL for violations of the Rooney Rule. They haven't announced who those coaches are, but there's at least two more included in the class action lawsuit, which is why I think he did it as a class action lawsuit. If people wanted to step forward and be a part of the lawsuit that that allowed that as a class action lawsuit. So Uh, Lakers blew another lead 20. I thought it was 23, 23 point lead and they blew it. And LeBron, well, LeBron's quote quote was we are who we are. Yeah, you're the 10 seed, a shitty 10 seed, who if you're not careful, you're going to mess around and not even make a play-in game. Not that I have any uh, delusions of grandeur that the Lakers are going to make a deep playoff run. If they get past the play-in game, they're going to get shellacked by whoever they play in the first round. Purring, end of story. End of story. Now, um... I want to play this for you on this LeBron note here before we get to the rest of the headlines. This is super interesting. So there's this guy on Twitter named Kenny Beecham. And Kenny noticed something odd about the Lakers Twitter account and the Lakers social media account. What he noticed was every time the Lakers lose, they have to post a picture from the game. And then he's like, I feel like this year they've never posted a picture of LeBron when they lose. And I'm going to let I'm going to let him explain and we're going to watch this whole video uh because that's what we do here. So here is here is Kenny Beecham uh explaining what he saw with uh with the Lakers. Check this out. So the Lakers just lost to the Pelicans. And NBA social media teams have to make a graphic to tell the rest of the fans if they won or lost. And it's the same across all 30 organizations. Every team does it. But I was looking at the Lakers final tweet and I saw this one and it was interesting. Told y'all they not putting LeBron's picture in an L final score tweet. I wonder if he got that in his contract LMAO. And I saw that and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go.
go ahead and do that research. I'm going to go look at every single final score tweet from the Lakers social media team and try to figure out if LeBron James has ever been used as the picture of a loss. So I went to their what tweets the and odds, I strolled. Right? I strolled from today all the way into the season opener against the Golden State Warriors. And what I found out was the Lakers have lost 43 games this season. That's a lot. And LeBron James has not been used on a loss graphic at all. I wonder if it really not is in this one contract. time. So here's a stat breakdown for the losses. Malik Monk has been used 10 out of the 43. First of all, why are they doing Malik Monk like that? I had to pause it. They've used Trevor Ariza. Is he even getting any minutes? They've used Rondo, Ellington, Bazemore, Carmelo Anthony. That's Joel's. Horton Tucker. Like, come on, man. Monk ain't getting no love. But that's that's hilarious. But it keeps going. Check this out. Three losses. He killing everybody. And what you'll realize is Anthony Davis and Russell Westbrook have not been used on a losing graphic yet. And I what? know the next question. What about the winning graphics? I'm already ahead of you. Okay. When it comes to okay. the wins, LeBron James and Russell Westbrook is killing the competition. Also, Anthony Davis was only used for one winning graphic. I know bro been injured a bunch, but just one? So yeah, I just spent the last hour of my life doing this research, but I got no regrets. <laughs> that is outstanding. I love the pettiness of people. They're like, how come you never lose, use LeBron's picture when y'all lose? And then they do the research. That's some, that's some rabbit hole shit that I would do. I'd go down a rabbit hole like that and be like, why is it that when the Astros lose, they never put out Tuve? Like, I would, I don't know. I'm petty like that. I'm petty like that. What is Sean saying? Braun has a lot of haters, but he's been balling. Yeah, I mean, look, he has. But it's it's kind of like, it's kind of like when Westbrook was the, the the main driving force in Oklahoma City, right? I mean, yeah, he was balling. He was putting up all kinds of numbers. It was definitely not a team first thing either. LeBron's doing what he can, and I don't think that it's the same situation as what Westbrook was doing in Oklahoma City when he was racking up triple doubles and not winning. I think LeBron's just surrounded by awful talent, but he made this bet. He gets to lie in it. Make no mistake about it. LeBron got to pick this team. LeBron got to pick the coach. He got to pick AD coming in and Russ. He has say in all of these moves, every one of them. And if you think he doesn't, you are you don't you don't understand LeBron James or the NBA. He absolutely had a say at least veto power at least for every name that they bring brought in or bring in. So he has nobody to blame but himself. And yeah, he's playing fine. But this team is bad right now. Perry said, also waiting on CeCe to hit up Jerry Jones to get me on the private jet. Shit. Shit. Uh, what else are we talking about? So, oh, we got to get back to the rest of the headlines. Let me, uh, let me get back to the rest of your sports headlines. We got to finish those up there. I just thought that was funny. That's a great little link. God bless America. That's not the hell I wanted. There we go. Sorry about that. So Lakers blow another lead. Diamondbacks and Cattell Marte agree to a five-year, $76 million extension. This was kind of interesting. If you're a baseball fan, you may or may not give a shit. Diamondbacks were one of the worst teams in baseball last year. We'll see what they do this year. But a very, very team-friendly deal. And he did not get a no-trade clause, which is super interesting. Now, he still was under team control for the next couple years. So he gets a huge raise. He was also He's also often injured. So, yeah, he could have waited a couple more years, got out from arbitration and team control, and gotten a bigger contract. But if he had been hurt for the next couple of years, 
He may not. So the risk um, far outweighed the reward, I think, for him. So he got his money. But if you're on, and the crazy thing is, if you're on the Diamondbacks, you give a shit where they trade you to. You're on the worst team in baseball, or one of the worst teams in baseball. It can't get any worse. Well, they got to trade you to the Pirates. Okay, they suck too. I mean, so I, I, it's a big deal in a lot of ways, but it's also not because of where he plays. Hard Knocks is going to do their training camp feature in Detroit. Are we going to watch this? Are we? Are is anyone? Does anyone give a shit about watching the Detroit Lions Hard Knocks other than seeing Dan Campbell just like free base pre workout, just mainlining caffeine? What's up, Marty? Does anyone give a shit about D- Detroit on on uh? Hard knocks? I just don't. Can we not get a good team? Can they not find somebody interesting? I don't know. I just love hard knocks no matter the team, honestly, said Scooty Boy. I guess. And look, I don't want to burst your bubble, Scooty Boy, but hard knocks as is a reality show that's edited like the Kardashians. You know what I mean? Like, it's... It's done in such a way so that they can tell you the story. It's not reality per se. Like, I, I hate to be the one to tell you guys that, but most, like 99% of your reality television isn't necessarily scripted, but it is edited out of context to create a story. No one's lives are this exciting. Nobody's lives. Enough to fill a 30-minute TV show every single week. Shit don't happen like that. That's just not reality. That's what they feed you as reality. And Hard Knocks is really no different. I guarantee you that a lot of shit that goes on in trading camps is fucking boring. They've got to find these storylines and dig into them and create them. Remember Charles James and his socks? In the grand scheme of things, who gives a shit? But that's what we got all worked up for, including me. Including me. I'm not, I'm not averse to this. I got wrapped up in the Charles James on the Texans with his socks getting cut drama. I don't know if I can do it with the Lions. I know like I know like two people in the Lions that I give a shit about. Dan Campbell and Jared Goff. And I don't even really give a shit about them. That's just, I don't know. Marty said Hard Knocks is not what it used to be. Yeah. They're struggling. But I think they could pick better teams. Or at least teams with more drama. Right? Go to Cleveland. I know you just did Cleveland, but they got Deshaun Watson now. Go to Cleveland and see what's going on. Go down to Miami where they fired Brian Flores and shit. Go to Pittsburgh where they hired Brian Flores. And I mean, go 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 to go to go to Denver and the Rust thing. I don't know. They're just I feel like there's a lot better options out there than the fucking Detroit Lions. What? Who gives a shit? I don't know. Uh, it's whatevs. It's whatevs. There's your, here's your last, uh, headline. U.S. men's national team beat Panama. I think five nil was the final. So if you give a shit about soccer and advancing to the world cup, there you go. They could get a spot in the world cup and I'll watch the world cup, but I, I don't, I mean, shit, I still got to make it a point to sit down and watch an F1 race. I could barely do that. I, I actually even watched a, a soccer highlight. Can you believe that, Charles? I watched a soccer highlight. What? 
Yeah, what is this show coming to? I'm out here watching soccer highlights and promising to watch F1. What am I turning into a goddamn Euro? I'm, I'm a Texas boy. Got time for these bullshit Euro sports. Although I got to open up my... my I got to expand my horizons. That's what I got to do. They usually have to ask five or six teams before they get a yes. They just don't pick a team. Okay. There's 32 teams in the NFL. You ain't got to, The Lions should be the literally the last team you ask. Dude, I literally can go up and down here. There's not another team that I wouldn't want to see behind. I, there's not another team that I would choose the Lions over. I mean, even other bad teams have interesting, th- like, okay, Bills, Dolphins, Patriots, the Jets. I would want to see that disaster, that train wreck. Ravens, Bengals, Browns, Steelers, Texans, Colts, the Jags I would love to see for all the wrong reasons. The Titans, Broncos, Chiefs, Raiders, Chargers, Cardinals, Rams, Niners, Seahawks, Falcons, Panthers, Saints, Bucks, Bears, Lions, Packers, Vikings, Cowboys, Giants, Eagles, Commanders. Why wouldn't you go to Washington? I don't know. The Lions just seem like the least interesting team, literally, of every team in the NFL. Every team, I could think of at least one reason to watch them. Now, Dan Campbell might be your reason, but just because he's coked up and cracked out, go watch your weird uncle. That's what Dan Campbell is. He's your weird uncle that drinks too much and snorts blow in the bathroom during Thanksgiving. Comes out. (sighs) Where's the turkey? Uncle Dan, were you doing coke in the bathroom? Nope. What's that white powder on you? I had donuts this morning, all right? (sighs) Shit. No. I could think of a, I could I could probably come up with a reason for every single team in the NFL. I bet if we tried really hard and gave that much of a shit. A compelling reason to have hard knocks there. I can't, other than Dan Campbell being cracked out, I can't think of another reason to be in Lions camp. Maybe Dan Campbell's enough for you. I don't know. Do one division per season. Oh, that's a lot to do a division. Uh, Amos said, didn't they change a rule that says they can only pick from the bottom four teams? Is that true? Well, who were the other, who was the other bottom four of the Jets, the Texans and the Giants? And so I'm guessing that there's some sort of rotation that would have to occur. Let's go to last season's. Let's see who had the worst. Uh, well, obviously the Lions were one. They had the 20, uh, 206 winning percentage. Uh, Jets had a 235. Texans had a 230. Oh, no, Jacksonville had a 176. I would have I rather have seen the Jags, the Texans, or the Jets than the Lions, if that's the case. If, if what you're saying is right, Amos, why wouldn't you go with the Jets? I mean, it's New York, for goodness sake. Why wouldn't you go with the Jags and Trevor Lawrence and all the spending that they did and the turnover after firing Urban Meyer? Why not? I mean, the Texans, for goodness sake, getting rid of Deshaun Watson and Jack Easterby and Nick Casario and the new coach with Lovey Smith. There's a ton of reasons to put the Texans back on again. Houston, new coach. You can't. So you wait, wait, what? These are rules? 
What are, why, does, why are there so many rules around a TV show? Why are there so many rules around hard knocks? Can't be a new coach. Can't be this. Can't be that. Da, da, da. And this is why your ass is left with Detroit. These stupid ass rules. I hope you're lying about that. Is that really a... I know, but that's what I'm saying. So Charles of the NFL set the rules. I don't know. It's, it is beyond stupid. You're right, Vivi. It is the dumbest thing in the world. All you really want is compelling TV. You want people to, what are you trying to get people to fall in love with one of the four worst teams in the NFL? No one wants to. I don't know. That's stupid. But didn't they just do the Cowboys? And the Colts, the Cowboys and the Colts didn't have like one of the four worst records in football last year. They did the Colts in season. So I don't know. I don't know. Swift is the only guy worth watching. Yeah, but that's from a that's an on the field thing, not a behind the scenes drama thing. That's the whole point. No one gives a shit about on the field stuff when it comes to hard knocks. Hard knocks is all about the soap opera and the crazy shit that goes on behind the scenes. Who gives a shit that Swift is good on the field. I mean, I know he is, but it's not what the whole point of the show is. The whole point is the drama, the the making the team. Get, seeing Dan Campbell get aggro in the weight room. I don't know. Whatever. What else are we going to talk about? Oh, Final Four set, if you give a shit. <laughs> Final Four set. It's all Blue Bloods. Are we really surprised? Are we, are we shocked at all? It's like, okay. Thanks, college basketball. All that, and we're down to Kansas, Villanova, Duke, and North Carolina. Now, what I will say is they got lucky in getting Duke North Carolina as a final four game. We know what this what this rivalry is. We know that this is Coach K's last season. He lost his last regular season game to North Carolina and in Cameron Indoor Arena in in wherever wherever the where the hell is Duke? So this is great. What's up, Rusetti? <laughs> How are you, buddy? Long time no talk. Welcome uh, all the way from uh, Spain. We are worldwide and international here on Barry on Deck. We have people in all kinds of foreign countries. Spain, Louisiana, everywhere. So, I, I, I look, Kansas-Villanova, you got a 1-2 matchup, and it's two, like, like we said, two blue blood teams, right? Duke, North Carolina, two blue blood Two blue blood basketball schools, but the but the rivalry here is what's notable about getting it in in, in a final four. That's the cool part of this. Tickets as low as $327. Eesh. So I don't know. I mean, I'll watch. Actually, I say I'll watch. I don't know if I'll watch because that's when we're uh me and Kyle and um Josh Beard are gonna get together and make steaks. I don't know. I don't even know if I have uh Oh, those are on CBS or TNT. Oh, fuck. Those are on TBS. We ain't going to be able to watch the final four games at my house. They may not. They may cancel on me now. I'm like, bro, you don't got TBS? No. I got to watch that shit bootleg, which I don't do because that's against the law. So I like all the Cinderella's until the final four. Yeah, 
Oh, then you don't want Cinderella's in the Final Four? You wouldn't want St. Peter's in the Final Four? They're not good enough for you? Is that what you're saying? Huh? Is that what you're telling me? Let's talk about your Cougs for a second, uh, folks. What an awful time for their jump shot to fall. What an awful time for their three-point shooting to completely abandon them. Shot 5% from three-point range. Just, just heartbreaking, really, if you're a Cougs fan. They just could not get anything going. And to be honest with you, to only lose by 14, when you go one from 20, one for 20 from three-point range. I mean, if you just, if you just make four or five more of those and shoot 25%, I mean, Villanova, you can't see it, but they shot 23% from three-point range. If you shoot 25%, that's four more. Four more. All you got to do is make four more. Excuse me, three more. No, four more. I'm an idiot. 25%. Make four more threes. That's 12 points. You lost by 14. This is a ball game. I'm surprised that they kept jacking it up. I mean, I know shoot or shoot. And you had Edwards and Shed and those guys, amazing games in the Elite Eight. You don't go away from that. They were 0 of 14 combined from three-point range. Excuse me, 0 of 13. You gotta, you, you can't do that in these games. You have one, one player in double figures. Moore had 15. Got to figure something else out. You got to change it up. I know Zebra doesn't change their stripes, and I know you got to shoot, shoot or shoot. Got to shoot through the misses. But the second half, I don't know. What was their shot selection? Does this have, let's see, play by, does this have shot selection? I, w- I would be curious to see how many sh- uh, threes they shot in the first half versus the second half. I want that bitch. I would love to know. I don't have the breakdown. But I'd be curious to see because I feel like at some point you would have to abandon that in the second half and just start working working inside or something. I don't know. And I imagine that they were kind of forced into it by a zone defense by Villanova. I didn't watch. I, I was not able to watch with the gig and everything. But, yeah, I missed a ton of free throws too. That's what I'm saying. They, they kind of beat themselves when you look at it. What were they from three point? Yeah, 9 of 14. And really, I saw a breakdown, and uh, this is what I thought would gonna, was going to happen. I think it was Kellen Sampson that tweeted it out. But it showed statistically where Villanova and U of H matched up. And U of H was actually putting up better numbers than Villanova in almost every statistical category except free throw shooting. And I was like, oh, well, this makes a ton of sense. Just foul them. Make them beat you from the line. Hack a coog. Start fouling the shit out of all of them. But instead, they shot themselves out of the game. Sean said I was screaming at the TV like the Lakers yell at Russ. Don't shoot. Yeah, but Clarence, and I get it. You're right. That zone kept them on the outside. I, I get that. But there's ways to beat a zone. There's ways to get inside. Um, and White played. And that's the thing. I mean, White as as was their inside presence. Fabian White is their inside presence. He had two points. 
He played 27 minutes. He was one for five from the field, 0 of two from three-point range. He had two points. That's just not good. And but again, I didn't get to. I didn't get to. I saw bits and pieces. I didn't get to watch the whole game, so maybe I'm missing some some stuff about uh, 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 you know what they were able to do offensively and defensively. But it's not like they blew them out. They played good defense. They held Villanova to 50 points. They held them to 27 in one half, 23 in the second. They played U of H basketball from that standpoint. They played good defense. Just their offense let them down, and that was the that was the scary thing. So. But great season by the Cougs, man. If you're a U of H alum or fan, congratulations. you got to be thrilled and over the moon about what Kellen Sampson is doing with that program. So who you got? Of the four teams left, got Kansas, Villanova, Duke, and Carolina. It should be easy to pick a winner now. Who you got? Kansas, Villanova, Duke, or North Carolina. I don't know. Kansas is a one. Villanova is a two. Duke is a two. And Carolina is an eight. And probably not an eight seed, according to what they were saying during the broadcast. That I was watching a little bit of that Carolina game, and they were like, uh, you know, they got they were they were an eight seed probably because they got blown out by Kansas was what the announcer was saying. So okay, so maybe they're a little better than an eight seed. I don't think anybody's really giving Duke a chance or Carolina, but somebody's got to win that game. Which I find is interesting because really the national championship might be Villanova, Kansas. They they might be the two best teams left. Again, I don't watch college basketball, so I'm just basing off seedings for that matter. But yeah, I mean at this point, you're kind of gonna just go go chalk, right? Go Kansas or Villanova. I don't know. I don't like I said. I don't watch enough to really be able to speak. Uh, educated on and that's why I don't do brackets. I don't watch the shit during the year. I don't give a shit about college basketball. I mean, we got to talk about it, but eh, eh, eh. it's whatevs. God bless. That was a fast show. We're already done. Queen B said it's been a fun tourney so far. Yeah, I, I've, I've watched a few games, mostly just U of H. But I've seen the highlights and I've seen some of the storylines, and you're right. Every year I sleep on college basketball in the tournament, and every year they come up with amazing moments. So, uh, noon, need third hour for golf and soccer. No, no. Hey, man, I appreciate you guys being here. We got a ton of stuff we didn't get to. We're going to get to it tomorrow, including updates on what happened at one of my gigs this weekend, why peacocks are the devil. Uh, I got to update you guys on some of the cool show stuff, like uh, Jen and I met with a consultant about our uh, nonprofit. Excited about that. DMAC stayed on the entire show. DMAC, you're the real MVP. Thank you so much for hanging out with us on Podbean, man. Hope you come back. Enjoy the show. All right, I don't know who we're going to raid on Twitch yet. Uh, Let me pull that up. And while I do, I need you guys, you guys, to do me three favors. If you haven't already gotten them burned into your memory, three favors I need you to do for me. One, be safe. Two, be kind. 
and most importantly, love each other. And I will see y'all tomorrow, 2 p.m. right here, twitch.tv forward slash Barry on deck. Let's find a raid real quick. Uh, Christy, I love you too, boo boo. Thank you for getting merch. You're the best. Let me see who we got. Miss T. Jones? What is she doing? What is Miss T. Jones doing? Playing video games. Raising money for awareness for mental health. Who can we raid on Twitch streaming? PA streaming. Uh, Dr. Steinem. I'm trying to find somebody that's in the mud sports. Are they talking sports? They're playing darts. Uh, Planet NBA, what are they doing? Planet NCAA plus isolation. Let's go to Planet NBA. Oh no, that's in... That's Planeta. It's not in English. Alright, here we're going to raid in the mud. Hey man, I appreciate you guys for hanging out. Thank you. Enjoy. Stick around for this raid, please. And I love y'all. I will see you tomorrow. Bye. Here we go. Here we go. The raid has started. Don't you leave, you raggedy bitches. Thank you, One Deep. Here we go. 30. We're at 30 for the raid. Let's go. 33. Let's go. 32. Raid. Bye.